It is off the rails Friday. You know how I know that? It's already off the rails before the show started. What is going on, Sammy? You are dropping almost everything with Knocked the exception the podium over. of your shorts right now. What is, what's happening? Are you settled? I bashed my knee. Yeah, what's going on? Bash. I, here's the thing you got to know about me. I'm incredibly clumsy. Well, Sam's like six, yeah. six or whatever you are, six five. I don't know. There's a lot like, of Sam. I got to tell you, my knee's barking. Yeah. It was a hard bash. In this little Pretty corner cool. here, yeah, it's, it's zags are in trouble. This you okay? Weekend. It's not going to affect my. You speed. okay for the next two hours? I'll survive. Nice Rob Lowhat, by the way. Thank Go you. NFL. Thank All you. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. Welcome everybody into the real Kipper and Bourne show. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne. The clumsy Sammy McKee, <laughs> Derek Brandale, Jen Rolnick with you for the next two hours, including this Leaf edition that can be found on Sportsnet 590, Sportsnet 360, and Sportsnet Plus from 4 to 6. And you can always, but always download us wherever you get your pod if you don't catch us live. And especially today, and we tell you this all week, but especially today when we really run out of gas. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Texas. Oh, we need your you program the show for us. Yes. Here. At 590, 590, whatever you have to say, good or bad. If you got a clumsy Sam story. You went to school with him in grade four. We don't care. Just we, text us. We should get to these texts like earlier today so we can get to them all. Okay. We say that every week. I know. I know. It's like but, and 548. We, we go to the first one. And we're never going to get through them all. There's a million texts, boys. Anyways. I'd like to see them. I need access to the text. All right. Um, once again, Off the Rails Friday means Doug McLean will join us at the top of the hour. He was kind of giving it to us today. He, he, he thinks he's, he's helping us promote the show when he takes a picture of himself at the beach in Florida. But what he's really saying is my life is way better than the three of yours. Mm-hmm. Yours sucks. Looked a little overcast. In his defense. The sun was out here. He's right. <laughs> it looks like he's got a pretty good thing going there. The, the he's sun the was one out. popping on between rounds of golf. The sun was out here, and it was overcast there. So who's got it better? You see the report that we had 30 hours of sunlight in the month of January so far? Yeah, that tracks. Yeah. That's not so that's good. like three no. days. Not good. That's not what you want. Not no. good. In about half an hour, we're going to welcome in Brad May, who would fight his mom to win the Stanley Cup. Do you think he Cup. still would? Or was that like when he was I playing? I think he, he would, would try him. and yeah. lose. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Hey, he's worth an attempt. And we, we, we scheduled him last week, but he just oh. he just had a brain cramp. That's all it was. I was with them last night. We had uh, uh, a leaf fundraiser for MLSE Foundation, uh, Blue and White Night, Casino Night. I was with him the majority of the night. He couldn't apologize enough. I said, buddy, you've been hit in the head a thousand times. (laughs) Yeah. We understand. We've been there. We know. Yeah. Sometimes I barely remember our own show. Yep. I'm like, ah. Three, 3.42. Jason, uh, I'm with you. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Um, yeah. I had a hit on the morning show today at 8 a.m. that I for- completely forgot about until 7.45 a.m. when I got a text from Jeff Azenparty being like, hey, you coming on today? I was like, well, I'm getting up right this second. That's the value of good producer. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Up. Yeah. There you go. Okay. You've recovered? From? Your knee. Oh, yeah, I'm bad. Come back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How about Callie Yarncroke? Nope. Hold on. Before we get into this, how was the gala last night? Yeah, yeah, tell us about the gala. Okay. 
the Gallows. The were there, the players. Yeah, the whole yeah. The, team, the uh, brass. We had, about, we had well over 20, 25 uh, alumni as well. Uh, it was great. Yeah. And I'll tell you why it was great. Because usually you go to these things and you sit at one table mm-hmm. and, you know, sometimes the table's great, sometimes... Not, just saying. Not that. great, yeah. but, but not... Not not great because, you know, it's just some people are more talkative than others. Sure, of and for, for us to go there, and let's face Work. it, whether you're a current player or former player, past stories, current stories, you, you got to engage with people, right? That's why you're there. That's why they're there. Yes. But sometimes when you sit at a table for three hours, like, they work the hell out of you. Yeah. Right? Because sometimes they're not chatted, uh, chatty and you got to, like, initiate the conversation you got to keep it going you got to yeah. work yeah by the end of the night you're like drenched <laughs> yes yeah this one did not include a three-hour table this was completely wide open casino night People so walking around uh falls view casino uh a big sponsor was there they took care of all the tables they took care of the dealers so all you ended up doing was just walking around the room and Meeting people, five seconds here, 10 seconds there, a picture there, how you doing, some conversations longer than others, and it had a great flow to it. Awesome. Nice. I thought it, it was a fantastic night. Of course, they do yeah. an amazing job uh, raising money. Are you playing with real money at these tables? Uh, no, you're not allowed. Okay. okay. For real so money. There would be no like- license for that. So what it was was uh, the chips were as if it was real money, Yeah. and then you go cash them in for some fantastic... Uh, uh, prizes in a raffle. Did you bring us? Listen, I had one issue. Yeah. The lineup for the raffles was uh, rather long. Uh, I took the first person I saw, I gave him my chips, yeah. and I said, enjoy my toaster. That's nice. <laughs> That's great. So you, you know who loves free stuff and would have taken it? This guy over here. Hey, you would have lied. <laughs> You'd still be in that lineup this morning. Uh, question. I think not so much Sam McKee, Sam McFree. Yeah. Did you see did you see any players there? Any dirty looks? You tell You know what? Um no, no dirty looks. Okay, good, good. I, I yeah, I talked to a few players yeah. and I would have hoped if they had any issues with you whatsoever. <laughs> They would have let me know, yeah, right? But none of them came up to me and said, who the hell is this Sammy McKee? <laughs> that's so that's a news. good sign good. for our show. Great news. Great. <laughs> <laughs> no, all good. Good. Uh, the players equally uh, responsive in terms of work in the room. Uh, you know, it was a fantastic uh, night uh, for everybody. Did uh, Holmberg just give you a big bear hug? Just thanks, Kimber. <laughs> thanks for promoting me in Toronto. <laughs> well, even... Uh, Callie Yarncroak. I saw yeah. him last yeah. night, and like he's won me over this year. He's had yeah, a he's... very good year. Yeah. I've never seen him more engaged, Jan-Croak. more uh, <laughs> full of some piss and vinegar yeah. his way. Yeah. And I think he was kind of shaping up. Now he got hurt today he in did. practice. Yeah. Took a slap what do we shot know, Sammy? Took a slap shot in the hand, and we have a key update on it. If you'd like to hear it, well, let's go producing. to our first Kipper's Clipper on Callie. Well, you get hit by a puck, so um, there's concern there for sure. We won't know the extent of it until we give them a chance to settle down a little bit and get it looked at. So there you okay, go. what does settle down mean? You got like 48 hours to get, or 24 Sweet. hours, a little over 24 hours to get him ready for Winnipeg. Waiting to settle down means he's not playing. Not playing. 
He's not playing against Winnipeg. That's my two cents. My like, watch the play. Not often you leave the ice and you're so upset about what happened. You throw your glove. You know, was there something? Ha- something hurt. Was there any uh, video evidence of of what happened? I don't know who did it. We don't. I don't who have a it? culprit. We need it's a who done it. I'll just say, like, when you're in practice and a guy's coming out to block a shot, generally you shoot it around him, you keep it down, you're aware it's a teammate in the shooting lane. So to, if he, someone bombed it in his hand, I could understand the frustration. Let's get in trouble. Who do you think shot it? Uh, Con- uh, Timmons. Okay. I yeah, thought okay. I Con- Connor Timmons. <laughs> By the way, that is totally unbounded. <laughs> <laughs> like 100%. Yes, cover yourself. Yes, I don't know who did it. I, I don't know who did it either, but... Maybe Nick Roberts. It, this is the way it shapes up for me, yeah. okay? You got one practice before you get on a plane and go to Winnipeg. Yeah. You've got a horrific power play going. What are the odds that you try to sneak in a power play drill? Yeah. And now Yarncrux coming out to block on a power play and yeah. someone bombs it. Yeah. You know, I hate Probably practicing exactly. the power play. Five on O. I hated it as a player. Like it's pointless. You zip it around. You got to have a couple of PK guys in there. Yeah, probably gonna but be Cali Aaron Crock. But like, in, as much as you want a game situation, yeah. Like I, even in my days, you you don't shoot a puck if I'm if I'm no five feet from you. No. So I'm curious what happened. Anyway, um, do you want to hear what Sheldon had to say about Cali Aaron Crock and what he's brought to the team here? What he brings. Go clip two. He's very consistent um, in, in who he is in terms of his details. Uh, you can play him anywhere and in any in any position, and he can help on power play and penalty kill. So, uh, yeah, very important player for us. Uh, you know, a guy that doesn't get a lot of attention. Um, but inside our room, I think he's got a great deal of uh, great deal of respect that he's earned over you know how he plays the game. I I totally agree. Yeah. He's been pivotal for them. So, yeah, hopefully he's okay. But how long are you out with a broken hand? Four weeks. Mm. But let's say he's out next game. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have just put Bobby McMahon on injured reserve because he has something. We could hear the coach talk about that, too, if you want. But I'll just say, so we might see Ryan Reeves play. Like, it's to the point where you put a guy in IR, Yarn Kroc got hurt, you needed yeah. so all of a sudden Ryan Reeves is next guy in. So let's listen to what Sheldon had to say about Bobby McMahon, who was put on injured reserve. Bobby McMahon is, as we've talked about over the last couple of weeks with these back-to-backs, he's been dealing with, with something that uh, has been lingering and, and you know, we had hoped this was going to improve over time, but it's it's lingered enough that, that just uh, was determined that Sort of extending his break would would be helpful for him. So he's he'll be going on the on the uh, IR and won't be available for us tomorrow. Um, but just figured you know adding a few extra days yesterday, today, and, and tomorrow off the ice for him to, to his break. That hopeful hopeful that when he when we come back that he'll be uh, past this. He's got a linger sprain. Now let me it's ask you something, JB, because you kind of know McMahon a little bit, right? Yeah, I mean, just following his career. Yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, an anticipated, highly skilled guy who can score, or was there? I'm just wondering now. Did he, he ever have a physical element to his game? No, 
Not at all. Like on a scale of one, a uh, scale of zero to ten, you're giving me a, a no, not at all. Literally, when like the people, I recently read a feature on him that talked about his days in college and the the shock from those people that he's taken on some physical role at the NHL level. The one guy said, "I don't think he hit a, a guy the whole time he was here." So this is a guy whose career was shooting the puck in the net, yeah. who's trying to do what he has to do to play in the NHL. Well, or, or trying to do something that's asked that he's never really done before or had yep. a role before. And I don't know, maybe he just suffered a boo-boo because of it. But he's also, he's a guy who gets hurt. He is. Like, he just has been. I don't know, maybe he's very unlucky. Maybe he'll never get hurt again in his career. But yeah. up till now, he's been a guy who gets hurt. Or so, maybe he's being a good teammate. Also a very realistic option that, hey, we needed to put someone on IR to make room, you know? You do, like it You like it here? Well, it's either we can put you on waivers and you can collect your AHL salary yes. over the whole All-Star break, or we'll just throw you on the IR, you get well, NHL paid. He needs to clear waivers? Yes. He, he doesn't. Yes, he does. Oh, he? does he? I think he does. Oh, we should have had that. I thought he didn't. Okay. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think he does. So well, that's, that's why the, IR. Then. So yeah. that maybe buys into your theory a lot more that if if we have to push him down, he may not clear. I don't think he would clear at this point. I mean, no. he's a useful guy. To me, it's very, like, sure, he's got to, maybe he's actually hurt or he's sore or whatever. But, like, hey, do you want to risk going to Chicago? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to have your, do you, your you leg have be a lingering okay. injury? You check on that. We're going to hear am. from Keith on McMahon's absence from practice. Did oh, we, that, that was a oh, did we just play yeah. that? Oh, God. I, it's, it's okay. Friday. Don't worry about it. I'm off the rails already. <laughs> Friday, Don't, worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's all good. Okay. Um, so, Ryan Reeves, know? would you be okay with Reeves? I, listen, are you like, what do you Waivers think? Required. What, what do you think you're getting back? Can so you, you would have to clear. Can you, I don't know, all this time off, are you going to get a better. Reeves, are you going to get a faster Reeves? Is he is he got a chance to contribute again? I mean, I, I guess what are you trying to see from Reeves? Like, is he is there any possibility he comes out, he plays okay, and he becomes a viable option for them? Maybe he stands up for a guy or two, he gets some pucks in deep, he runs I, over a couple guys, I, and you go, huh? I don't see that happening. I don't either. <laughs> I know you're hoping, or at least you're well, you're just, suggesting you're, he's going to be in. And you look at the potential uh, options for the guy, and yeah. it's basically trade him, waive him, and pay two hundred grand per year for the next yeah. couple of years. Buy him out and pay four hundred grand per year for the next four years. You know, like there's an option that's just like he's, could he just play better? He's just the option is you you have to put him in if there's another injury. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, and and I am curious to see if he could make some make them question whether they can use him more in the future. I, I'm with you that I don't, I think it's unlikely, but hey. I mean, he's, but like you said, probably playing tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, and I imagine some poor guy on Winnipeg is going to be the, on the, yeah, the, the brunt end of like, I need to make myself relevant here quick. Yeah. So. Which would, I don't know. Lowry. It's, it's situational. He's the captain. He's I don't good. Think, I, like, why listen, would he go? Lowry played 21 yeah. minutes the yeah. other night. Lowry. I don't think Lowry would turn it down if he felt like he was cornered or had his back against a wall in a situation, i.e. defending a teammate or that that scenario. But you do not want that trade-off if you're the Winnipeg Jets. No. Brendan Dillon. uh, That's the thing about Reeves. And and there's just how many guys in the league are going? Five? Yeah. There's five guys. Tough to find a relevant moment. Which... You know, in retrospect, maybe it was kind of dumb. 
Yep. Pretty dumb. Wow. But I but I'm I'm sitting here as the number one was excited about Reeves guy. So, so it I have to be that honest dumb about dumb at the time. It was dumb, but I'm dumb. So I enjoyed it. I like fighting. <laughs> I like toughness. I like when teams are like the Florida Panthers where they're not they don't yeah. get pushed around. I yeah. like the idea of it. But oh, it was dumb. Hot. What are the uh, what are the odds of Derek Brando saving that clip? Oh, it's very high. Of I'm dumb. I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very listen. I make no bones about who I am. I am dumb. I'm thrilled. <laughs> I'm thrilled. I'm uh, dumb. Okay. Uh, anything else on the bottom six? Nope. Wait for that to sort itself out um, based on the injury to Yarn Croc. And then, yeah, we, we can go a number of directions here. The power play, the two units. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Uh, huge story, obviously. Uh, the benching of, of Matthews yep. and Marner. And uh, whether or not now Sheldon Keefe would consider having two units that he can start leaning on. Yeah, we, we, we have these conversations all the time. As I say, you want to stick with it. You want to trust the guys that have had a great deal of success. Uh you know, not just this season, as I was just alluding to. If you look at a lot of the, the offense that those guys have generated, even when the puck hasn't gone in, we lead the, we lead the NHL in, in a lot of categories when it comes to the power play. Um, but when the puck's not going in and all of that, you start to question things and look at things. Like I said, we got one more game here before the break. It's a good opportunity for our guys to step up in a, in a big moment. And, and uh, we have discussed some other options, but uh, I think you know, trusting the group and giving them a chance to work themselves through it is important, especially with a, a break looming. And maybe we can, you know, if we don't get the response we're looking for, then we can start to think about other things. See, I know there's a big push now out of Sheldon the last little while on accountability, but I don't think he's holding himself accountable enough for a bad power play. I, all I got out of that is, hey, they're they're not good right now, and it's up to them. And what, what can you do as a coach or your power play specialist? And I don't know who's running this thing, but like you guys, are, do you have them standing in the right spots? Are they moving the puck as fast as you want? Like, let's well, geese unit, buddy. You own it. Everybody. Easily. All of you guys own yeah. it. I'll, I'll tell you, we, we got to be better. You should say we as a coaching staff have to be better too on this thing. Yeah. You know, from my time working with him, uh, AJ McLean ran our power play and we were always kind of top of the league on the power play. I remember we went through a tough stretch where we didn't score for four or five games and Sheldon just said, I'm, I got it now. Like uh, he was like, I'm going to do this until we get it back right. He's head coach, right? And it's like, you know, you're the guy running the power play until eventually the power play is not working. Then you're the, you're the guy who makes the final calls on thing, things. And I remember him stepping in and be like, okay, I'm going to run a couple of meetings here. We're going to get this thing, yeah. whatever. So that's where they're at now. And if it, if it does lend to like pulling them off for a minute and 10, you have to get a second unit to push the first unit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, talk about, Bertuzzi maybe having a better opportunity or Max Domi or start talking about I'm going to have to lean on those guys or I'm going to they're going to get more opportunities here or what you know two even units with uh even ice time where you say you know we're, we're going to switch out two or what, three is, guys in the first unit and is he scared he's going to like upset the big boys here or hurt their feelings or seems to what be seems now to be. the second unit comes out and just 10 seconds left in the power play like <laughs> 
there's always internal competition in a dressing room and it's not on the Leafs healthy there is not very healthy who's competing against whom nobody's competing against it's nice or twosy who are competing for which of the top two lines they're going to play on they -hmm. still get one of them each and then it's you know Robertson or Holmberg or whoever Gregor might take the third and fourth left side but there's I can't name a roster spot that's being battled over good point seven six D I guess with yeah, Giordano going in and out. Yeah. But, I mean, that's not really that. He's go- Playoffs start tomorrow, Gio's in. Yeah, and looking at the line rushes for tomorrow, he's he's going back in against Winnipeg. So, I don't know. You're right. But, like, what would they look like? Can you think off the top of your mind what the two units would look like if you set them up? Sure. Throw Bertuzzi on for Tavares in yeah. front of the net. Um, And then who else do you like? Like a Robertson can maybe shoot it a bit on the yeah. top unit. And you okay. can let Willie and... Uh, JT, run the second unit. Okay. Something like that. I don't know. I like Domi's passing on one of the units, too, with yes. a, with, uh, with a, one of the big boys, maybe. But I don't know, I don't have it drawn out in my mind, but I'd like to actually do that in the break and, like, write it down on what it looks like. Let's but, do it. You okay. All right, we'll do that. We'll tell Kip what, the, what we're changing yeah. it to. Sounds okay, good. I'm going to... We're going to throw to a clip from Sheldon Keefe on his sense of, of Willie. Y- you want to give us your sense of Willie before Sheldon does, or do you want to hear Sheldon's... You know, I'm tired of getting yelled at about this, but whatever. I think he stunk. He stunk for 10 games since he signed the contract, hasn't he? I, I mean, you're preaching to the choir. I, I mean, he's, it's, I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm not saying he's never going to be good again, but he hasn't been very good. Yeah. He, to me, he's on the offensive side of every battle. He's cheating. He's not back-checking. He's the bad version of Willie right now, and yeah. I think it'll come around and whatever, but am I, am yeah, I way I, off no, base? No, he stunk. I, it's, it's a lot. A lot of what we've seen in the last 10 games looks like a lot of things that frustrated Leafs fans yeah. uh, earlier in his career. And the two he shot in against Vancouver Flutters. were complete flukes. Flutterbox. No, no, no. Perimeter. Yeah, they're Just distant shots that found a perimeter way. Perimeter goals. Yeah, and he's the best when he's taking it to the net and cutting across. That, that's what I was going to say. When he's it, gone, he's gone, right? Mm. But that, to me, was one of the biggest differences this year and why his point totals were so high. It's because he was taking the Getting puck to the, the middle middle. of the ice. Yeah. And since he got 92 Schmill, <laughs> he hasn't been in the middle of the ice yeah. near as much. And not saying that's why he hasn't. I mean, the but, other, it but could he be, hasn't since then. It could be the opposite of a contract thing where now that he signed it, he's like, oh, my God, I'm this. I'm, I the, same, prove I'm the same echelon as Pasher and I. I'm pay, paid a lot. I don't know if that's how he thinks, but it could be because it looks like he hasn't been the same since. I mean, the last time he signed a big contract, he came back and was not very good. He was awful. Yeah. He had a tough stretch. I think that was Marner right after his deal didn't have his best. Like, I think it's yeah, you know, natural. You feel a little bit of pressure. Okay, let's yeah. hear from Sheldon Keefe on his sense of Willie. Well, he's a competitor. He set a high standard for himself uh, early in the season. And I think he... Uh, has full expectations that that's the player that he is and that's what he's capable of doing. So uh, when it's not going that way, he's going to continue to work at it and not just be uh, content. Um, So, yeah, I really like that about Will. Um, I thought the other night, even in the second half of the game, I thought he really started to come alive and his feet were really moving. And uh, that's what you need to see, you know, for guys to want to, work their way out of their situation and uh that's what i that's what i see from john pretty consistently and and uh, willie just the same later on in the show we're gonna have uh, a lot of rick talk talk 
where coaches have choices now on on how they want to assess a player before and after a good or bad game. And it, it's clear that you watch Willie with Sheldon, he's got two choices here as a coach. The pat on the back the or, the, the or the kick in the ass. Yeah. And I think as we'll find out later on in the show, we know which way Rick Tockett would go. Sheldon refused on that clip to go anywhere near what I think a lot of other people have seen for the last 10 games. He just, and I don't know, does he think he knows Willie better than anybody that this is the best way to get him to respond? Is it is it because he just signed a $92 million contract? What is it here? You know, I don't know. There's Sheldon more than ever in his coaching tenure in Toronto is coaching for his own career, right? Like it's, his name has come up a lot more. I think that staying on the right side of the people who dictate a lot of things here in Toronto, this these core guys is is important. I'm not saying he's it's just not to his advantage to come out and say Willie has stunk like I just did. What what would he gain from that? Unless you think it would motivate Willie, but yeah. I I don't know. Coach that knows he's the player's gonna be here a lot longer than he is. Yeah, eight year deal. And it's just like, am I really going to pick my battle? I got to pick my battles. Because he's been harsh on Willie in the past. Earlier this month, he was like, I had to get him off that line because they couldn't do anything. And he named Willie. Like, he's... We've we've seen Willie so good this year. So good. The best he's ever been. Yes. And now, it's nonchalant Willie. Mm -hmm. Whereas, if he backpedals now, it's turning the puck over. Yeah. How many times have we seen him... Turn the puck over. You know, you in the last ten games. You made the comment that this, you know, what we want to see from Willie was consistency, right? Because when he's at his best, he's as good as anyone. Can he cut out those stretches? I think after like thirty-four games, Willie was first in the NHL where he'd only had four games without a point. He had points in like thirty of thirty-four games or something. Uh, last eight games, he only, you know, he hasn't had a point in six of them. So it's back to that consistency, the thing where you yeah. go, there's this dip in the season at a certain point but, where But this is as long a dip as it's been yeah. in the last two years. No, you're like, right. The, you know, there. I don't remember it being a 10-game stretch, even last year, where it was like this. Remember at the end of the year, he was a little bit inconsistent towards the end of the playoffs, but they at least didn't have a great month of March themselves. I, I yeah. just, it's terrifying. I'm well, sorry. It's terrifying. And for, for me. I, mean, like, I don't know how any fan that's listening to this can't have watched what just happened after you signed him at his absolute apex and then have the worst 10-game stretch since, I don't know, 2021? Yeah. Uh, am I taking crazy pills? <laughs> I, I, I think I'm, he's going to figure yeah. it out. I didn't okay. know the numbers were that bad. Yeah. He, well, no, so I just I meant, like, in terms of visually. Like, yeah. I don't know. Anyways. Sorry, I'm just panicking. No. <laughs> just having an on-air <laughs> panic. You know, the, the one thing that was kind of noticeable for me, forget about the score at 0-0 against the Winnipeg Jets, but they are as good or the best team of just in your face. Oh, yeah. Okay? And Willie doesn't like that. Austin doesn't like that. Mitch, when you're a puck handler, you want time and space. And Winnipeg gave them nothing. Mm -hmm. This is not also just him 
taking $92 million, Sammy, and running away. This is the part of the season now where everything starts tightening up. Mm-hmm. And they played the best right now over the course of yeah. 41 games in terms of defensive hockey and taking away the middle of the ice and not giving you the time and space to, to dipsy-doodle. or And now it's up to Willie. He's got to find a different way to get to middle the middle of the ice again and start being in a position to cut in and start doing the things that teams were lackadaisical in the first two or three months of, of, of doing. And now it's crunch time yeah. back half of the season. He's going to see a lot more of this. Yeah, but, you know, I don't think Willie thinks it's crunch time. You know, like I, if you look at Willie Nylander, and here's what is really frustrating for people. There's the belief that he can do it when he wants to do it. And that plays into the contract mm-hmm. year where he wanted to do it. And you see him throttle down and, oh, my God, he can look like the best player in the league. I think a playoffs last year when they were chasing Florida in some games, yeah. and he's the only guy who's trying, cutting 100%. through the middle, taking it to the net. And you're like, God, this is the guy. You know, you're in game 40, what is it, game 45, 6 tonight? I know. You can't sell, Willie, that it's crunch time. I know. Can't. And and it just, what's frustrating is it feels like he's able to when he wants to, and it just pretty, feels, that's why pretty, it's like. Pretty chill. <laughs> he's pretty chill. See, I, I it's got to have to get cleaned up rather quickly here, and I don't know what that means towards Saturday night and then going in an all-star break, but Sheldon seems to me the guy that is, Zero to seven or eight, mm-hmm. I'm calm. Mm-hmm. But if he goes to eight or nine, yes. it's going to go completely the other way. Yeah. <laughs> That's the sense that you're getting here. Yeah. I think it's a really good point, I'm, too. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you until you just give me no other choice. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm – If and it's like any coach. If, you're, if you have a sense you're going down, go down your way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Not you- their way. But do you think that the All-Star game in Toronto has any bearing for how he's going to handle these sorts of things right now? Like, Willie's about to be the featured star here. Game in Toronto. Like, you know, get through the All-Star break and reassess yeah. on the other side. Listen, I, I don't know if they can squeeze another point or two Saturday night, but it may it may completely be the tone setter on how good your weekend is. How much fun oh, you have. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, it would go a long way. You go a long you take way. four off Winnipeg or something in Willie, two games. Willie going puts in, in two yeah. and, a, and a helper, and God, they, they get a, a 4-2 empty net win. Yeah. And like, he, good times are coming. And I'm getting people, like, every time, you know, he gets a pointer, they're like, oh, see, because I sent out that snarky tweet. Yeah. I want I'm on your side. <laughs> I like, want him I, to like, do the point I getting. I need three points from him on Saturday. Yeah. Like, we can't have another donut. Yeah. yeah. And you want to walk around the city. Yes. It's your city. All the stars are here. He's yeah. eighth in NHL scoring, you know? Like, he puts in a couple, you're right, and he can come in and hold his, yeah. puff his chest out a little Big bit. Game. Yeah. Yeah. We should go. Big feel. Saturday uh, night. All right. We're going to welcome back uh, Brad May to our, our show. We know for sure he's, he's coming, right, Sammy? Just teasing. <laughs> oh, he's in the on deck circle after the break. We love it. Mayday next on the Real Kipper and Born Show. Everything Raptors before and after the games. The Raptor Show with Will Lou. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Very good. They're 
Prendale is driving this ship. It's not really Sammy or me. Are we back? We're back. Okay. All I heard was hold, 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 hold. Hold. For TV. Hold it. Hold. Is Brad May holding it? The last, the last, the last I saw of Brad May last night at uh, the fundraiser for the Toronto Maple Leafs was he traded his alumni blazer in for a smoking velvet jacket. <laughs> Is that true? Did the trade was the trade made official? Mayday. No, it wasn't. I couldn't get rid of that jacket, Nick. Um, obviously, our, our alumni jacket's special to all of us, and it would be sacrilegious to do it. But that velvet jacket, I've always wanted to – is it velvet or blue? Or I can't remember. But <laughs> it was a beautiful navy blue um, blazer that – it actually fit me better than the guy who owned it. So um, <laughs> I thought I looked good for at least five or ten minutes. Buddy, the other thing you told me is, like, your 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 Leaf blazer – when they made it for you, you were probably tipping the Toledo at about 250, 260. <laughs> and e- now. Easy, easy, Kip. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. I swear to God, it, it had to be like when I pulled it up, like away from my gut, there had to be six inches. So the worst part about it is I'm actually happy where I am now. Buddy, you look great. In, but admitting, admitting that I was 30 or 40 pounds heavier than I would, would be today. Uh, that's just gross. But that's what COVID did to some of us, and well, it happened to me. Fun catching up with you last night uh, and, and many of our buds at uh, the Leaf Alumni. So, listen, it's been a while since you've been on our show, and thanks for joining us, of course. We love having you on. I think the last time we had spoken, it was just this foregone conclusion that the Leafs were destined for the playoffs, and who are they going to play? With the half of the season gone already, have they lost that uh, that that feeling that uh, the playoffs are a given. Well, no, I you know what I think for fans and for us, and there's no question the the criticism's real. It's right, um, and it's it, it's it's really important to understand that where they are in the season. But the Detroit Red Wings are not going to go away. Um, they're only going to get better. That young group there and the way they've developed their players, um, I don't see them slowing down. So the question is. Will Toronto muddle um, where they are and, and, and find themselves in a in a real dead heat, a big race at the end? I think this team's kind of taking a breath. Unfortunately, it's way too early, and I don't think he can do it in the league. This, you know, certainly for this many games, um, they got to smarten up and snap out of it. Because I was just I was just in Vancouver, um, a guest of the Toronto Maple Leafs, um, with some of their clients out in Vancouver on last weekend. Obviously, we know what the game was. Um, the Canucks have been, you know, red hot. But the way they started the game, um, Vancouver was up 3 nothing. They scored three kind of soft goals to get back into the game. It, they had a little bit of life. And then Vancouver just wore them down by playing a, a Rick Tockett system. And, you know, it's only going to get tighter and harder and quicker. I mean, all-star breaks around the corner. Maybe it's a reset, but... Um, you can't lose easy games and the games that you win, you got to win. You got to beat good teams. Mm-hmm. Um, Toronto has been, they've been able to beat the worst teams in the league, but um, they've, they've got to pick up their game. There's no question about it. So maybe one of the issues for them right now is they're not getting depth scoring. Um, and so uh, we've talked in this show about, they're almost feeling like there's a divide between like the stars here and then the rest of the Leafs. So two part question, just, 
you know, is it important that it feels like a complete team or, or, or can it exist like that and succeed? And if so, how do you make that other part of the team feel like they're a part of it too? Well, I think there's so many parts that we can we can break around, break up there. But let's just think back to a few years ago. Nick Paul scored two goals in, in Game 7. Sure did. Tampa Bay Lightning to beat the Toronto Maple Leafs. You need your whole bench. You need, you know, your your lineup. It has to be deep. You have to have guys that probably aren't in the, the nightly lineup that are actually going to play significant roles down the stretch and in the playoffs. You can't just rely on your top guys because – the other teams are actually going to somehow try to game plan out. If you play a penalty-free game and you play the top lines even strength, um, other teams are, are, are positioned to match up well and, and shut down the better players. Um, you need depth scoring. Now, the question is, if it's going to be broken up like that, it's not to say it's a bad thing, but what other identity does the, the bottom six bring? It doesn't matter that you're a great skater and you can pass the puck in practice. It doesn't matter that, you know, you every once in a while you can score a goal. You gotta play tough. You gotta be able to defend and you gotta be miserable and make it hard on the opposition. And I think any championship team would 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 say that there's no question Toronto's set. They've got their big guys. We know who they are, and they will get the significant amount of time and the puck will be on their stick. But you need guys to step up. And if you're not gonna score goals, then you better bring something else. We're talking to Brad May, former NHL or Stanley Cup champion uh mayday we're seeing maybe a couple of injuries uh and just wondering what you think a guy like ryan reeves is going through right now and is there still a world where he can play and contribute in your eyes you know not here to bag on ryan reeves but if there's no takers on the other teams um really what is that Ryan, Ryan, he played awfully well with the Vegas Golden Knights this couple seasons ago with William Carrier and Thomas Nosek. And they were a real, you know, robust you know, fourth line where they, they actually got to play 10, 12, 13 minutes a night um, because they were able to roll their bench in, in Vegas. And Ryan Reeves was a big part of the physicality. The question today is, a few years later, is he quick enough? Does he have that foot speed today to actually chase down pucks and actually create that havoc? But if you're only playing five, six minutes a night, I don't, I don't care who you are. It's awfully difficult to actually have the energy in your legs, you know, in the middle of the second period when you haven't been on the ice in 35 minutes. Um, it's not easy. By the way, Nick, you and I both, we experienced it. We had to do it ourselves, you know, when we didn't get a, a ton of playing time at times. Um, you got to stay focused and ready. I hope to think that he's a professional and he's ready to step in and do it. But not playing for this amount of time and not really probably being um, as, as, as valued. That, that probably hurts Ryan Reeves more than anything, is he doesn't feel that he's bringing the value, or his coach or team doesn't value his play, and um, that could eat away at a player. Well, and that's actually, I think, related to a few guys on the team to differing degrees. Like Reeves are talking about he might be out of the lineup, but you have a guy like Tavares making $11 million who I think people are have some questions about. You have a guy like TJ Brody who's been very important for this team who, frankly, hasn't been very good. You know, what would those guys be going through? How worried should the team be about the decline in their games as they're both 33, 34 years old? Hey, hey listen, with term, with term left, obviously, with one of them, um, it's not, that's not an enviable place to be. However, listen, John Tavares, to me, has, has earned every dollar that he's been paid. Um, that he he negotiated for, 
The problem is it's actually put a, a big squeeze on your, their obviously salary, their, the whole structure. And um, But John Tavares, he loves playing. If I was the coach or GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs, it's, I, I, I don't know if this would be legal. If you're able to do this, guys, I'd ask John Tavares to have an injury for the next three months and not play. Alleviates his, his cap hit. We go out, we get a few players with the promise. Hey, listen, I understand that you're a great you're our captain. You'll be ready to play. Yeah. Not unlike what Kucherov did a few years ago. Not unlike, and injuries made a, played a part in this, but in Vegas, in their quest to win the Stanley Cup, Mark Stone and Jack Eichel didn't play some time, and they were able to use that those dollars elsewhere. Um, and that that's how these teams have won. Is that cap, um, cap circumvention? I don't know. I'm not the, the, the cap guru. But <laughs> yeah, it I'd is. Looking, it, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I we, love what you're doing here. Carry on. I love this. At, I'd, be lo- I'd be looking at, and I swear, I'd look at him. I'd say, John, you've played your thousandth game. You've had a thousand points. What else do you want? You want to win the Stanley Cup? Yes. Okay, you're hurt for the next three months. And, and you'll be back playing on April 10th or 15th when the playoffs start. That's what I'd want to see and do. However, maybe that's not. Well, listen. You cheating. You're not trying. Applicable. Right? If that was I think the, that would be if that was sorry, Nick. if that was the plan, you just ruined it. <laughs> well, listen, if it if it is the plan, then you know what? I'm a pretty smart guy. That's what <laughs> ends up happening. But um listen, it, think about other teams. They've done this. This is not this is forget about I don't know if this is shady. I have no idea. But it's the right thing to do. You might be the and, per- and we believe in the captain. He'd be ready to be yeah. to be playing. But the idea there would be to spend the money, you know, obviously smartly. And that would be probably in my books would be in the back end mm-hmm. and possibly a goaltender. But no goaltender is going to play great consistently behind that back end right. night after night. Hey, listen, you may be the perfect guy to ask this question or, or at least draw some uh, some parallels uh, to maybe what uh, Tyler Bertuzzi or, or Max Domi are going through when you're, you, we know you could, you fought. We know you battled. We know you could play that role. But you were also a first-round pick who could play with some star players in your day, Pat LaFontaine and Buffalo, and you can move up in the lineup. When you, when you see struggling stars on your team still take up a buck 30, a buck 40, a buck 50 of the power play, I mean, what does it do to a room, Brad? Or what is it? How does it make you feel? Like if they're out there scoring, it's one thing. But you, how much power play did you ever get? Um, and did you ever kind of feel like, man, if if they're not going to get it, the job done, please put me out there. I'd like to take a crack at this. Yeah, I think you know, um, as a player, I did get to play on the power play at times, a lot more earlier on in my career. Um, I became more of a role player probably later, second half of my career. But um, looking at that, you need your guys to show up with passion, with energy. You, they have to in, in, inject it every day, ready to go. And sometimes when I see these games, these tight games across the National Hockey League, not looking at Toronto, but across the league, um, there's a lot of nondescript games where you don't actually understand or can see the personality in a player. Um, so if I was on the bench or in that case, whoever's on the bench in Toronto, yeah, you'd be pissed. You, you really would be if, if you're not going to see it night in, that night out, the consistency factor. We all know who the best players on, on the team are, and it probably comes down to the salaries that are being paid. Um, and when 
certain nights are going well, those players are going to be outstanding. But you need these guys to, to step up and snap a team out of, you know, a, a bad period, a bad five-minute stretch. Um, and that comes with energy and focus. And it, it's on the players, but it's also it has to be on the coaches as well to have their teams prepared and ready to go. And any team that starts slow and are down by a couple goals, tell you what, everybody should be under the gun in that case. Show a personality. Bottom six, who are you? What's your identity? I can tell you one thing. If if there was an opportunity to play on that bottom six for anybody that was hungry, there's a big opportunity. There's a big, big role to be filled to show up, be physical. Obviously, blocking shots is probably the toughest job in hockey today. Um, to be there, to do all the right things, but it's not all about skating and, and, and beautiful passes. And, of course, go, scoring goals would be nice, but it's about chipping the puck out at the blue line, winning those battles, being face-off ready, you know, being on top of it, on the on the hop, back checking to the to the to the house inside the um um the top to the tops of the circles inside, you know, even in the hash marks area where you're not going to allow because that's where the goals are going to be scored. And it's going to get tougher and tighter as the playoffs, you know, become nearer down the stretch. Obviously we haven't even hit the you know the all-star break, but Hockey's going to pick up another level or two. And if I'm Bertuzzi or if I'm Domi, understand where you came from and who you, who else you can be. You don't have to match Nylander's skill. I'll tell you what, Nylander is a better player if you're playing more physical and hungrier. Get tougher, get meaner. And you know what? Take, take names. And honestly, I don't care if you hurt anybody either, by the way. The game is tough. It's professional. And this whole idea of tippy-toeing around, um, you can shove it. You know where to go. I don't. I can't think of a better way to end our segment <laughs> right there. Bam! Wow, love it. Great stuff, Mayday. Back, baby. Back. Thanks so much, man. Thank you. Have a great Thank weekend. You. That's Brad May. Thanks. Ooh, did he bring it? I mean, absolutely <laughs> bring it. Great. Okay. Love the idea about John Tavares. Okay. Hold on. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna pick up on that, but you got a reading right now, don't you? Have yeah, to get in? Oh, I got a little reading. Yes, I do. And I will read it. From February 1st through the 3rd, all the All-Stars from, uh, are in Toronto for the NHL All-Star Weekend, and we've been giving away tickets to the different events over the past few weeks. Today we have tickets for the 2024 Rogers NHL All-Star Game, the hottest event in Toronto with Matthews, McDavid, Crosby, and all the league's best players descending on Scotiabank Arena. For a chance to win, enter today's code word All-Star Game to 590-590. This is the last code word for the All-Star Weekend giveaway, so be sure to tune in for... Uh, Got to going too fast. It. Stick with <laughs> it. Oh, boy. So be sure to text the code word in. Uh, that code again is All-Star Game. See? Dom. Hey, I'm the one that went out last night and had a few drinks, not you. Uh, well, I had a few drinks. Okay, we're, uh, <laughs> we're we're almost done uh, this uh, edition of uh, Leafs on, on our show. Oh, did he throw out something uh, rather significant? Yes. That you would go to Tavares and... Pull the I love that back. he's like, I don't know if this is shady or capturing <laughs> adventure. He's like, let me stop you right there. It is. Yeah, However, I mean, every team mean you can't do it just because it's those things. I think it's so sad that that's where the conversation has gotten because to. Because of the salary cap. Yeah, because teams have done it. Teams have taken advantage of it. And again, I, I don't know what you can prove and not prove, but they've left this thing wide open for everybody to go down this path. Kip, like if a doctor came in here and gave you a physical, 
you could find reasons why you couldn't play hockey yes. today. Knees, elbows, Correct. whatever. You know, like all of us yeah. who've played any hockey. So it's, and at 70%, 75 who's is there a rule that says right. if I feel like I'm I'll 75%, I'm, I, I don't go on the LA, uh, long-term injury reserve or... I can. Yeah, I'm, I'm hurt enough. I agree with the team that I don't. I'm not great. The difference is that Tampa Bay did it. Vegas did it. If Toronto did that, oh my god, Gary's SWAT team would be kicking down the door of Ford <laughs> Performance Center to well, investigate the whole organization. And it would have to be Gary and Gary alone. You're never going to hear other players bitch and whine about it. Oh, but you're come. On. No, you're not. You're going to hear you other. You're going to hear other. I'll tell you why. GMs and owners we, and everything. We may need it ourselves right. down the road right. and that's why you'll never hear other teams complain is because if you need it be careful what you throw out because we want we may need the same thing down the road it's funny i don't even know you know then you gotta get to work trying to figure out how to allocate that money and what you would do i mean we're just throwing well you'd have to have here. something in mind right yeah. you'd have to have a guy lined up you'd have to have all your ducks in order Elias and then Lindholm. and then you pull the the plug on it you could get two really good players in here with Tavares's money <laughs> and then add Tavares. yeah that'd be nice it's a great hey, idea mayday hey. You still got to trade for them, buddy. You still got to give up By your way, first round By the way, this is the guy picks. who said he would fight his mom to win a cup. Yeah. Caps are convention. Yeah, he would do that. Wow. Brad May, great job as always uh, in this hour of Real Kipper and Bourne. Okay, don't go away. We got a ton to go, including Patrick Waz returned to Montreal. A Gallagher potential suspension. I want to get your thoughts on that hit, JB. Plenty more on the Real Kipper and Bourne show. Do not go away. 